Hey, Rifters, welcome to the show. Subscribe, rate, and review. Tell a friend. Uh, we got Victor Pacheco is back in the building. Victor, how are you? Now I cannot hear Victor. Victor was scolding me about his mic, and now he's muted. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This is not good. Victor's this in is the... Oh, Victor's this... there. Hi, Victor. Oh, thank God. I was like, this is bad. It was just like, it says, it said, uh, change to external mic. Oh. And so I was just like, oh, yeah, that that is external. I had a, you know what I mean? It's just like... But I ch I chose the USB drive, so I don't know. I guess like it's external drive. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't care. It works as long so. as it works. That all that's all that matters. So Victor, how you doing? Tell the folks at home what have you been up to? Yeah, man, I'm just um, trying to carry on my podcast, man. With you know, um, so you, you people. so you have a podcast. Yes. Not Razor Riffs. That's it's what you've been up to. You've been I'm doing You thought, you know <laughs> what? I could be the main guy, not the trusty sidekick. You were like Robin on his own adventure. I don't know, dude. I mean, Robin involved other people. I mean, my my first 10 episodes was like no people i was interviewing you know oh. what i mean it was just solo bolo and i was just going 53 minutes i'm like wow i hope people don't think i'm like high on dope oh. you know because it's just like how can you just talk for 50 minutes just non-stop without you know anybody else talking like, so i interviewed a guy who had a hearing aid right yeah and i was like interviewing him like serious questions like oh what's it like being old stuff like that and uh he always kept asking me to <laughs> Like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, man? <laughs> like, he always asked me, he kept on repeating the question. I was like, What the fuck is wrong with you, Keith? Jesus Christ. This is yeah. water, by the way. This is like vodka. No, no, no. It's fine. This, no, this is funny. I'm just telling the viewers because I just bad. want you to know, Victor, though, that. Uh, they do want to release the video on this one. So if you want your dogs, so everyone can see your dogs in the background. Okay, yeah, I know. Those are my dogs. Just, yeah. just Some people want... are very Whoa. sensitive about their dogs. Oh, I'm super sensitive. I wanted this as my background. Oh, okay, gonna, okay. It was going to blur the background, but now it's like, you know what? Let's have these little little pepperonis. That's, like, that's a six-year-old. I forgot what it was. It's a super big-ass dog, though. Yeah, it's like super noticeable if you know like your dog breeds. Like I forgot what it is, but it, it was only like five months old, and then my dog was like still like beating that dog's ass. Yeah, and it, it was really incredible. Like wow, this dog like these Chihuahuas. I don't know what's made up with them, but they're like ninety percent paranoia, like ten percent methamphetamine or something like that. Because like Chihuahuas like. Dude, they'll wake up before you. They'll be like, hey, let's go play. And it's like, dude, it's, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. We're not going to go play right now. So I saw a dog in the park the other day. And it was yeah. lost, right? And I was like, come here, pooch. Right? I got a, I got a crack. <laughs> the fuck is this, the 80s? <laughs> yeah. I, I, was, I was like, I, I got a cracker for you, right? And he yeah. wasn't listening, so I was like, I was like, "Come here, boy! I have a nice steak sandwich, you know." And as it gets closer to me, it's not a dog, Victor. It's a big, vicious coyote. Scared the shit out of me, dude. That's a scary ass story. I thought, I thought you were telling me a pleasant story about dogs. Yeah, um, the, yeah. The, the point of the story is coyotes aren't pooches. Yeah, I know that turned. I mean, I think I guess that's uh, in rhythm with what what we're gonna be. Um, talking about today with you know scary stuff yeah scary stuff 
Because we have a great we have a great guest. Not that the guest is scary, but she's in scary stuff. Oh yeah, I know. I didn't like to see any of that stuff. You know, it's just like, and I don't know. You don't even know how to say that. You know, it just you have to. You know, it's just like, oh yeah, it's hard to watch a hot chick get murdered in a movie. Yeah, you know, you know, especially when um, it's your movie. No, I mean, not, not even because she's. It's just her. She's just like you know. A lot of hot chicks that get murdered in fucking movies, and it's just yeah. like, whoa, dude. I mean, she's not playing fucking Lacey, Lacey Peterson and shit. So, you know, the she, so, so the song, <laughs> all due respect, my sure rest in peace. I love Lacey Peterson. That was fucked up. She died. Sorry, no worries. The Saw movies, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of the Saw movies, and uh, our guest today is Betsy Russell. Uh, you've seen her in Saw 3. Saw four, saw five, saw six, saw seven. She was a stand up comedian. Her credits will be you've seen her in saw three, saw four, saw five, saw, you know. And uh, she's also been in private school and she's a great actress and she's a life coach now, the great Betsy Russell. And it's going to be fun because. I think this is going to be fun because I'm a huge Saw fan. I know everything there is to know about Saw. Victor knows nothing about Saw. So Victor's going to be... <laughs> Other than the... the Victor's going to be like, yeah, me. I loved you in Saw. I'm going to be like, that's right, Victor. Well, no, I mean, I'm just analyzing it as a scene. And I'm just like, you know, I, I think that's, you know... I don't know, it begs certain questions about, I don't know, the whole writing process, you know, from like what's the first draft to what's the final draft to these have been your lines for the past, you know. Th- those X are actually of time. good questions because a saw script, here's the thing about saw scripts because I take screenwriting. It's so, yeah. it's so hard to find the actual saw script. Like they found, they made like seven different scripts. But um, I have my questions on handy dandy note cards now because my the older I get, Victor Pacheco, uh, <laughs> yeah, the older I get, uh, my my Asperger's is making me like uh, like harder to socialize and like if I have a question, it's harder for me to say it, so I have to write it down so I don't forget it. You know what I mean? So right. this this question says. Uh, it says, Betsy, would you ever date a struggling comedian? Wow. Yeah. I don't want to forget this one, Victor. Dude, I swear to God, I hope she doesn't think that's about me. No, no, no. She won't. She won't. I'll save that one for last. But the point is, I have them on, on cards now. <laughs> just a kitchen walker. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> she's like, bloop. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, Betsy Russell is going to be here momentarily. Subscribe, Ray Review, and we'll see you on Razor Riffs. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. All right, we're letting the great Betsy Russell in via Zoom. The Zoom's taking a second, but she is here, folks, I I swear. Hi, Betsy. Oh, hi, Betsy. Uh, I think she's muted. Right clicker and ask her to enable audio. I uh, no, we can't hear you. No, I'm telling Keith what to do because he's the. Uh, I'm, I'm going to send her a host. DM. Don't send her a DM. Just oh. right click her face and say. That's what enable. I did. It says it shows a DM. Oh, oh good, it's working. Oh, hi, Betsy. Okay, go ahead. There we go. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was about to slide into your DMs and tell you I couldn't hear you. <laughs> I know. I uh-huh. I was wondering if it would work, but I have to use my phone because my computer's been difficult lately with the Zoom stuff. Oh yeah, it yeah. Looks like you're using a computer. I'm using a computer, and your your quality looks better than mine for sure. 
Good. Thanks for the iPhone. Are we starting yet or not yet? Yeah, yeah, we're starting. Do you want to, do you want to, you not want to start right now or you want to start right now? Oh, it doesn't matter. We can oh, start we, over. We, we can oh, start okay. over if you want. We can start over. Okay. Basically, uh, the great. technical talk. Oh, yeah. Forget the technical <laughs> talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome to the show, guys. Uh, Betsy Russell's here. Betsy, how are you? Great. How are you guys? Doing good. Thank you so good. much for uh, good, good. Uh, saying for yes. For what? For saying, saying yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. I like to say yes, like the surrender experiment says. Just say yes. Yeah. Say yes and uh, <laughs> then uh, regret it later. That's what I like to say. Never. Never. <laughs> um, regret <laughs> Betsy, this is the trusty sidekick, Victor. Hey, Betsy, good to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you, too. All right. I do, I do comedy with Keith. He's not just my, you know. Oh, yeah, we do stand-up comedy. Oh, I well, love it. You're, you're, like, you're like, oh, yeah, oh, it's, 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 it's this is my friend, Victor. You know, it's like every Thanksgiving, it is my friend, Victor. You know, so, sorry. <laughs> okay, maybe I should meet Victor. I'm sorry, Betsy. <laughs> okay all good uh no but thank you so much for doing this you know i know it's not every day that you get to talk to someone named victor and your future husband so thank you so much <laughs> that's funny <laughs> oh, thank you excellent uh so betsy i want i want to start with a private school uh, because that was like a big movie for like the 80s like you know how like a, like a teen comedy that's started the trend i feel like how was that like because that was like your first movie that was my first starring role in a movie and it was amazing it was my dream come true because i was um obsessed with phoebe cates after fast times at ridgemont high as most of the world was so just to be able to audition for that role it was you know a huge win for me i couldn't believe it and when I was sitting in the room, she actually walked through and kind of waved to all of us sitting in the waiting room. And I was like, oh, my God, she noticed me. Um, and then I went in and auditioned and I got the role on the spot. And oh my although nice. it was incredible, it was like a dream. So I kind of was thinking before the audition would kind of looked a little bit similar, both really dark features that. I didn't know how that would work, but of course they went out and had a meeting, the producers and the director, and they said, they came back in and they said, we figured it out. We're going to bleach your hair if that's okay. And I said, of course, I'll do anything. So they came up with the whole strawberry blonde idea, called my agent right there, took me to meet Phoebe the next day. She was on the set of, what was it? I don't remember her next movie. Oh, that was that. a good movie too. Yeah, I don't know, but she said something like, um, maybe the one with, I can't remember. Oh, gosh. Anyway, see yeah. your brain. Sorry. Um, she just said to me something like, I hope you're not nervous about, you know, the nudity scenes. And I, I just think I had one at that point, maybe in the shower in the beginning. Right. And I was like, I hadn't really even thought about it because I never in my wildest dreams thought I would, you know, get it. It's like, I hadn't really done much. And I said, well, I'm not really that nervous. And she's like, oh, I had, you know, 25 nude scenes in Blue Lagoon. Don't worry about it. It's no big deal. And they ended up adding the scene of me riding the horse that wasn't in the original script. And they came to me, the producers one day, and they said, how do you feel about doing a scene where you're trying to make um, Chrissy's character jealous and, you know, you write off and your shirt comes off and uh, Matthew Modine's character, I forget his name now, but, um, you know, he's watching you. And I said, I thought about it and I said, would I be wearing a helmet on the horse? And they said, <laughs> this, is, this is what my 19-year-old <laughs> mind thought of. And they said, yeah, you would. Why? And I said, I don't want just my boobs to be the whole shot. You know, if the, right. if the helmet could fall off and it could become a beauty shot, I'll do it. So that was all me. And it turned out to be a really cool That's scene. Awesome. And then they, you know, I didn't have to be naked in the shower, which was great because there was only that one scene. So it turned out good. It was yeah. a great experience. And Phoebe and I were fast friends and we had a great time filming, really great time. Matthew Nadine's no. wife did not like me, but I'm used to that. So, <laughs> yeah. 
was how, fine. How come she didn't like you because you, you store a man in the movie? Jealousy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Phoebe and I were like plotting. She hates you, Gretzi. And I was like, I know. What are we going to do? And she goes, nothing. Just smile and don't worry about it. I, I, I don't know add... if it was really true, but it, that was what we made up in our head. That she oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Through the grave. A lot of, don't a lot of co-stars just end up like going out with each other? Like sometimes? Like after oh, movies? Yeah secretly oh, yeah. or publicly like regardless they end up going out yeah. with each other they, i mean they like so do because <laughs> you spend so much time on location you're in a different town and you know everybody's pretty good looking or really talented you're getting treated like you're the queen or king of sheba you know and it kind of is an attractive thing you kind of look at that person and you're like everybody is dying to you know talk to them or whatever they must be super cool especially if they're the star of the show and you're just like doing you know a guest star or a smaller role it's yeah. really i always tell my son who's an actor you know he hasn't really had he's 30 he hasn't really had a girlfriend and one time i asked him do you think it's because you know anything to do with the business and he's like are you kidding i'm going to be doing love scenes and everything i don't want to cheat on my girlfriend or my wife so it's tough it is yeah i'll admit yeah. it uh, I wanted to ask you, like, uh, like nowadays when you do a movie with someone, you could like just Google your co-stars if you don't know who they are, and you could see what they're about or whatever. How was that like back then? Like, for example, if you didn't know who Matthew Modine was, how did you like get a sense of what kind of the chemistry? You know what I mean? Like, well, obviously it was his first movie too, so even if I would have been able to Google him, I wouldn't have found anything. Um, I think the answer to that question is, yes, it's much easy to be able to Google people in general for everything these days. Um, and the other way that I, you know, you'd have your manager or agent tell you all about the people you're working with and like, what's the deal with these people? Like, who are they? What are they all about? Are they married? Are they not? You know, it's just kind of that type of thing. Uh, you know, what have they done? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I guess I was just asking, would you prefer the technology to happen back then so it could be more like easier, I guess, because like I have a social disorder called Asperger. So like when I when I like uh, when I work with people, I have to like get a sense of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I say I say yes to technology. I mean, I have this debate with my one of my best girlfriends I grew up with all the time. Every day we talk and every day she's bitching and moaning about technology and afraid that, you know, people are watching her and she doesn't like anything about it. But my feeling is we get so much from it. I mean, not necessarily the AI situation or whatever, but I just think we gain so much from technology. I mean, my younger son is living in Japan and the fact that oh we can God. FaceTime, we can FaceTime every day for free <clears throat> and talk. I mean, I would have probably lost my mind knowing that my 27 year old was going to Japan to live in the old days, in the yeah. old days, but now it's great. And yes, I, you know, I date and I tell people literally on dating apps. Like if you, if you, they don't, I don't put my name or anything, but I say, you know, if you want to have, if you want me to answer, basically when we talk, you'll be able to Google me and find out a lot about you, about me. Right. If I can do the same for you, that would make it a lot better for me. Cause yeah. you know, I get a lot of people wanting to talk to me and that would help a lot. So I love it. I think it's very helpful. I mean, oh. I can, I can do a background check on somebody before I bring them to my house, <laughs> you know? Oh my, yeah, that, great. That, that's great. And see, yeah. the cool thing is like, you know, not to brag, but I'm a celebrity myself. So you could <laughs> uh, Google me, you know? <laughs> and then, and then, it's not... It's not fun to have somebody say, hey, I did a background check on you and everything came back cool. And I'm like, what? Like, you know, I thought we were just talking. <laughs> I guess to meet oh, up. Oh, that's a smart like, person right there. Yeah, I, I, I ended up marrying her. And so, yeah. Yeah, so she, 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 yeah, thank you for saying that. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. Right. That's our score. Thank and you. Then, <laughs> then you got Avenging Angel, which was the sequel to Angel. And so you like stole that role from the original Angel. Like, that was cool, right? That was cool. <laughs> it was Robert, <laughs> the director, wanting to replace Donna Wilkes, and the studio, New World, did not want to replace her. 
And so I auditioned for it. He fell in love with me. Literally, he was my biggest fan from the very beginning. He loved me to the day he passed away recently. We were talking and he wanted to do actually an avenging angel, you know, 35, 40 years later. So he was actually writing that script for me when he passed away. Um, he went to bat for me with the studio and basically said he wouldn't direct it without me. So I don't think they were dying for me as much as he was, but I ended up getting the role and it did really, really well on video and, it, you know, won awards and all that. And people, people seem to appreciate it. it was, in fact, I just went to, uh, I went to a screening of it downtown in, um, who's the, who's the director, Laura? My sister's here that, that has the theater. Quentin Tarantino's theater. They oh. screened it. They screened it for uh, Robert Vincent O'Neill. Yeah. And um, to do an homage to him. And it was really fun. We went. My son went. My son was the one that forced me to go to be yeah. there. And it was really cool. Yeah. I, I like that movie because like it, it, it shows like it shows you that prostitutes can be heroes. Absolutely. Anybody yeah. can be a hero. Doesn't matter your vocation. Yeah. And then uh uh <laughs> and then like you did this movie called The Break, which uh had your, your ex-husband in it, but uh I don't know if you know this, on the on the poster, you are top billed. I was? Yeah. It says you, Betsy Russell, then Martin Sheen. So yeah. like that yeah, so that's gotta be well, kind of cool. My ex-husband wrote that movie and I was supposed to play the lead with, you know, um, Lee Katz, Katz, what's his name? Lee Katz, and I think directed it. Is that his name? Um, he wanted a bigger name. So they got Radon Chong. So I just had a small part in it. But yeah, he wrote it and I thought it was cute. I thought it was really cute. But yeah, yeah I'm surprised I got top billing. That's shocking. I hope it helped. Yeah. <laughs> But I just thought, like, maybe that's, like, a kind of, like, ha-ha, I got top billing on your movie you wrote. I don't know. Like, you know, like, 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 like confidence. I doubt he even knows it. I doubt oh. he knows it. <laughs> but sometimes that happens. You know, I've been in a lot of little movies, you know, whether they put my son in it or whatever, and I've had top billing, and maybe I've only had one scene in it or something. And I always say, if it helps, great. If not, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> And then you you took a break to to raise your your children, and then you came back, and I and I feel this is the greatest horror franchise ever, and the great Saw films. So like, yeah. what was what was that like to like, like did you know these were like going to be so much? Because there's diehard fans out there, you know. Okay, so the story of that is I had just started dating um, the investor Mark Berg. There was right. two investors, Mark Berg and Oren Kulis. And I'd known Mark for 10 years. Uh, he asked me on a date and said, do you want to meet me in Sundance? And I said, oh, my God. I mean, I'd known him. I thought we were just friends. But I said, you know, I've always wanted to go to Sundance with somebody that had a movie, you know, playing there. So, yeah, I'll go. I met him there. He said, we're going to go see the screening of this movie I produced called Saw. And it's a horror movie. So be careful. And I was like, yeah. So we're watching it, and when it's over, it you know got a lot of praise and everything. And I saw Oren, his partner, outside talking to the Lionsgate people, uh -huh. and I guess they wanted to buy it right then and there for a couple million dollars. And Oren was screaming at him like, "No, that's not enough," or whatever. Thank God they didn't sell it. They ended up giving Lionsgate a percentage. But then I wasn't even acting at the time. Mark and I stayed together and I was raising we had three kids between us I was home doing that and he was like hey we need somebody for a day part you know there's two different parts why don't you go back to acting and do it for a day and I was like okay sure why not so he said you want to play a nurse or do you want to play Tobin that's the star of the movie's love interest or something like that we don't really know what she's going to be but it's it's a scene that he's getting his brain sawed off or something. And I said, I'll do that one. I'll do that yeah. as long as it's the scene with him. I think that's better. So I did it one day. I went to Toronto. We were in the park, you know, lovey-dovey. And I for sure thought it was going to get cut out. I kept saying to Mark, like, has it been cut out? Has it been cut out? He's like, not yet. Not yet. I don't know, but not yet. So after that, um, after that day part, 
the next movie, they were doing like a lottery. So they had different writers writing the script. They had three different sets of writers. Yeah. And at the screening for that one movie that I had done, <clears throat> saw three, um, Patrick and Marcus, uh, two writers that ended up writing the script said, hey, we hope we get picked. And if we do, I think this was smart of them. We have you as the female lead. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my, I hope you guys get picked. And they're <laughs> like, us too. We do too. Wasn't that smart of them? I mean, I literally had zero pull with Mark. It was all about Lionsgate and the financing and who wrote the best script. But one by one, the other two teams of writers dropped away and they picked Marcus and Patrick's script. And I was a really grateful, happy actress who got yeah. to go on and do four more after that. So, yeah. I think it's really smart that you said yes to the to Jill Tuck part other than the doctor part. I don't think she had a name yet at the time. Maybe she did. Yeah, other than the nurse. Absolutely. Well, anytime you can be in a scene with, with the lead of the franchise or the lead of anything, you'd much rather, you know, if you get a small part in something, but it's a pivotal scene or an important scene with an important actor, it's always a possibility that there's going to, you're going to go on to do more. And I love how that franchise, you know, you could be one day in one of the movies and then the next one or the next two, three down the road, you have a much bigger or the lead in one of them. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Hey, Victor, ask Betsy about that question you wanted to ask about the, the scripts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, hey, Betsy. Um, sorry. Um, yeah. I had a question because um, so sometimes like you get scripts like months or weeks in advance and you're studying them, you know them by heart and it comes to like shooting time. And then they're like, Hey, here's the new script. H how do you get to, I mean, first of all, how do you feel when that happens and how do you like improvise yourself to get yourself motivated to, tell these lines like you've been re rehearsing these other lines you've been rehearsing for weeks if not months so i don't know i don't know if that's a if that's out of line type of question but i'm just like this is really like i've seen this happen so many times i'm like this is the final script for this project and i'm watching it verbatim i'm like they switched this around they didn't put this in there well this is not the final script but this is the final script well, so if you know anybody, just... if you know anybody that's been in a sitcom, yeah. you know mm -hmm. that they're changing the lines till the day of. They go out to lunch the day that you do the, you know, the dress rehearsal. They come back and they change so much. And you have to go in front of an audience that night with all new, so many new lines. So I always say that actors that have a photographic memory, like my son, I mean, they are so blessed. And for me, I'm the one studying, like, can I get the script six months in advance? And everyone says, you know, don't learn your lines perfectly because they're going to change. And the directors will always say, you know, we're going to change a lot. But it freaked me so out every single time. So, of course, you know, you're lucky to get them the day before the changes. And you just have to do your best to tell your brain to go to work. And if you're working all the time, you know, the brain, the memory is a muscle. So you're better at memorizing the more you do it. And I never had like a job that I was, you know, a regular on a series or anything. So I didn't have that luxury when I was in my 20s. Obviously, my brain was a lot better my memory than it is now. So it's a it's a definite concern, but you do your best. I mean, if you know the character pretty well, you know what she or he would say, and you just, you really just do your best. And, you know, I've heard stories, my ex brother-in-law, Jimmy, who I'm still good friends with, he got a, he got an audition for a soak once. No, I think he got the role, but they gave him a monologue the night before he was talking to a dead person, but they gave him this long monologue. He was up all night oh, working wow. with his mom. And that's just what you have to do. You have to, I mean, uh, what's that show? Not Mrs. Doubtfire, the one Mrs. Mrs. Something or rather she has so recently, it's a recent series. She has so, I can't remember bad with names, but oh, she is has it so, a, a Tyler Perry thing? No, but it's, you know, it was, it was back in the fifties. <laughs> was that a joke? No, know. because she, Tyler Perry does a new movie every year with like an old, he dresses up like an old lady. Grandma, I, I, oh, la yeah. I laughed no, because that. it was a bad guess. It was bad Miss, Mrs. So and so, she's a comedian in the series, and it oh. takes place in the 50s. 
I don't remember the name of it. Wait, she I'm was she was on a show recently, like the Today Show, and she and they said, "How the heck do you remember all these lines?" Maisley. And she said, "Yes, Miss Maisel. Yes, Ms. Ms. she yeah, said Maisley. I go around yeah. all day and night, every day when I'm film filming, doing these lines. Everyone's running with me. That's my whole entire life, and that's when you're working." There's so many people that can just like, it's not a big deal. But for me, even doing this play that I did years ago, I went through the entire script before every single performance, read all my lines. No one else did that. But I was always afraid I was going to forget. So it is a concern. You just have to let it go. That happens, with, that happens with stand up too. But then eventually you're just like, no, I know what I'm doing. But you can improvise your own stuff. But when you're reading a script, it's like, no, you have to say it exactly how it's said on the script, even if you just got the new script. So I'm just wondering because, you know, the correlation, because with stand up, it's a little bit more loosey goosey. It is, you're... but that's that's a big deal too. I mean, I did this tiny little movie, Return to the Back dark side recently with with this guy that I had done a play with and they changed the lines that I had memorized them the original way they had changed them a few weeks prior to us filming I guess I didn't look back and so when it came time to do it I learned them fast but I kept forgetting and kept forgetting kept forgetting and I felt like it was four in the morning we were still filming and I felt like he was getting really perturbed really you know just at his wits end with me forgetting yeah. and I knew the next night he had a ton of lines and wouldn't you know it, it happened to him the next night. And I wouldn't oh. say that I was like going inside, but I was. <laughs> ah, all right. Payback is a bitch. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, Saw 4, which I feel is the best Saw of the whole series. Uh, you had like, because, you know, you were in it and it was, uh, it showed a lot of background on your character. And you also got to work so much with Scott Patterson and Tobin Bell. And I wanted to know, what was this? Oh, my God, there's a ghost in your house. My sister, oh. my younger, hotter sister, Lauren. Yeah. Oh, here. okay. Was... <laughs> <laughs> Just wave. Wave in the background. Hi. She says hi. Uh, so I guess uh, well, I, I apologize. I, 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 uh, it's okay. It's okay. I was yeah. I was like, uh, I was like, what about Scott Patterson and Tobin Bell? Because those are two great actors, and you got to spend a lot of time with them. And how was it, you know, for you? Um, it was fun. It's always fun spending time with great people in general. You know, um, they were great. They were nice. They were fun. Tobin, you know, I've said this many times. He's just the consummate actor. I mean. You know, we he we used to live in the same neighborhood. He's since moved out, but you know, we used to go over our lines, go over our character, go over our relationship. He would bring me things, you know, to make me feel like we really were in a relationship. We spent a lot of time together. We first got to know each other, our first film together. Yeah, three, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and he was on the set when he wasn't working. He was cheering me on. He was telling me I was the greatest thing ever. I mean, he's a dream to work with. He really is. And Scott and I became friendly and he was really fun. And yeah, we, we went over our lines a lot and he, he was great. You know, it's fun hanging out with actors. They're usually not boring. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you're, like I said, way on location, you know, with like Costas and, um, and Scott, we'd always have a bunch of women, you know, waiting and like Donnie Wahlberg, who was in, which one was he in? I can't remember. He was but, in four, yeah. Yeah, so four. We'd always get back to our hotel. There'd be tons of fans waiting outside, you know, to go crazy and stuff. So we always had a lot of fun. That's uh, one of the best perks about being an actor. It's not boring. It's fun. It's exciting. It's a great career if you can get a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Actors uh, are fun. I I couldn't get a job as an actor. That's why I did stand up because I, I better at making people laugh than I am about, you know, making people cry, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not easy. I mean, what is it? Point zero 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 of 1%. They say make a living. I would say ever get a job. People that come to LA or New York to try to be an actor or lunge or whatever. I just think it's so few and far between. I'm just so freaking grateful that I've, done anything you know yeah. so yeah do you ever like hang out at a bar or something and you, you like you pull the the celebrity card and you get free drinks and all that stuff are you kidding 
It's yeah. not that I need the free drinks or want the free drinks, but I had a girlfriend until she got married a couple of years ago. We used to go out together and I would tell her if there's somebody, a guy talking to me, I said, don't say, I tell him I'm a life coach, but if I, you know, like grab your leg, that means you could tell him I'm an actor. That means I like him, <laughs> but it's oh. like, it's just a weird <laughs> thing because it's not like everybody likes actors, but she'd be like, oh yeah, she's been in the Saw movies. You know, are you a fan? I'd be like, <laughs> but of course I would like be grabbing her leg, like tell him I'm an actress. It's so ridiculous, but anyway, it was fun. So yeah, yeah. I don't pull the, I don't, you know, I did though. I, I have pulled the card for certain things when I really want something and I'm just in Hoboken, wherever, and they're not used to meeting actors. I will definitely say, you know, if your son wants it, the headshot, if he's a, you know, a horror fan, let me know. Something like that. It yeah. helps. It does you help do it. because I, I pull that card all the time. Like, cause I do, I do road gigs and stuff and I'm, I'd be like in the middle of like Nebraska or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, yeah, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a celebrity. I should get this for free. And they're like, okay, uh, let me Google you. I was like, just Google Jeffrey Dahmer and I get it for free. Uh, no. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. No, that would be a definite you have to pay extra. Excellent. I have one more question about the movies and then I want to talk about the life coaching. Um, okay. you, you produced a, a movie that you starred in called Bully High, and I thought that that was such a great story. And I wanted to know, like, what, like, what touched you into wanting to to produce that and making that? I think that was it. Really, wasn't my idea. They they came to me and wanted me to do it, and I wanted my son to be in it. And I did like, I did like the the backstory of it all, obviously. Um, a Muslim girl fighting, you know, for her to to get out of the the mold of what she was in and, and coming to America, blah, blah, blah. Um and I think I think it was a good time. My son had a small part in it. It was fun. I don't even know what they've done with it, but yeah, I haven't been that involved with it to be honest. But uh, yeah, it wasn't my idea. I didn't write the script. I just said, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump on board. It sounded like a good idea. And, and I hope it, I hope it helps. Yeah. Cause one time they asked me to produce a movie and I know nothing about producing movies. So I said, sure. And I just came in with like a big uh, fruit and vegetable tray. Good for you. Cause I was a producer. Anyways. Yeah. Uh -huh. producer. Ah. These but jokes get worse as they interviews. <laughs> That was yeah. <laughs> uh, so Betsy, I wanted to ask about the the life coach because that's something you're very passionate and that you've been doing a lot of. Uh, so, like, what made you want to start doing that? A bad relationship that I was in. Oh, <laughs> I was in a tough relationship, and my best girlfriend had just started um, school at University of Santa Monica for spiritual psychology, and I found myself asking her for a lot of help when I would have um, problems in the relationship. And one day she said, why don't you just sign up for the weekend? You're going to love it. And if you like it, then you can go on and do more. And I did. And I signed up for the weekend and I continued to go for about from 2007 till 2015 when I became a certified life coach. So oh, it was nice. like one weekend a month. Yeah. But it, um, it was pretty best thing I ever did for myself for sure. And for my kids, because it made me a better mother. It made me a better person. <clears throat> it's, uh, yes, quite amazing. And now I coach using everything I learned at University of Santa Monica <clears throat> and another modality called Three Principles, which is all about um, teaching the mind, kind of like understanding our mind and our thoughts and how it relates to creating the life of either our dreams or a negative a negative mindset. So uh, I, love, I love all those tools in my toolbox. And uh, do you also like study hypnotizing stuff or? I'm a certified hypnotherapist as well. Actually, oh, I did get certified back in the day so I can use that as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. Cause mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to quit smoking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it actually works. Yeah. You might have to do it more than one time and you know, it works for some better than it works for others. 
but it's, it's the power of suggestion hypnosis and how it affects our subconscious, which is a lot easier to change habits in our psyche and our subconscious rather than our conscious mind. So it really works. It's great. Uh, I've hypnotized people over the phone. I've hypnotized groups of people and you wouldn't do anything. I mean, I know, you know, you, you think of it like, Oh, you're going to, you know, squawk like a bird or a duck or whatever, but that's kind of a silly sort of thing. Like you're not going to do anything or say any, anything under hypnosis. Like if you, if you said, um, I want my girlfriend to eat healthier, but your girlfriend doesn't want to eat healthier. And so she gets hypnotized. It's probably not going to work because she really has to want to eat, eat in a healthier way. Right. So she's going to want to have like some form of her is going to want to do it. Yeah. We have to want to do it. I think for it to work. Yeah. Deep down. Well, I don't have a girlfriend, so there's no, no need to hypnotize her. (laughs) Not yet. No, no. But, uh, you know, uh, is it easier for you to be, uh, interviewed by like, uh, random folks or like, uh, uh, celebrities like me? (laughs) <laughs> well, this is, easy. this is easy and i don't remember being interviewed by random folks ever so oh yeah okay. i don't I was do gonna say. to be honest i don't i don't do many of these but I, for some reason i said yes yeah yeah that's that's why i love you victor you got any last second questions for betsy well, yeah, I mean, is is there any like motivational speeches or advice, you know, to to stay more positive as a life coach or just in, in general with I mean, since the pandemic, everybody's been like a curmudgeon. Everybody's I do been have at a their speech. worst. You want to hear it? I can read it. It will take it. You, you can you can read it or say it, you know, as best you remember or whatever you feel more comfortable. It's not like I remember it cuz it's actual speech that I want to say to high school and college people and i think i know where it is or i think i have it on my phone well oh if it's like if it's like that do do whatever you want betsy russell yeah (laughs) um i just i'm not exactly sure where i have it i could i could take a second to look well let's do it 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 we'll do it on part two yeah, we could do it part two, or As, or can we do the bullet points? Maybe. Sorry, um, I'm just like I'm just trying to look to be positive more because it's just like I'm not trying to put great, you on the positive. It's a very specific. I wish I was on my computer, or actually, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's a great speech. It's about 10, 15 minutes though, but it's I think it's a great speech, and I want. We have time. We have really. Time. Yeah, yeah, if you want to do it, just, you could do it. Like seriously, like. <laughs> well, I'd have to go look for it. That might take a second, though. Um, I think I know where it is, but I'm not a million percent because the only thing is I just renovated my house here and put everything in storage. So I think it's here, though. But ask me a few more questions, and maybe I'll I'll have Lauren. You want to go? No, she doesn't want to help me look for it. Anyway. Uh-huh. My- <laughs> I'm sorry. The ghost doesn't want to help. Can I find albums on my computer and look in it? It's on my phone. I guess I could. Anyway, let's talk. Ask me a few more questions and um, I'll go see. I did just see it, but I have to. It's in my office somewhere. I could. Yeah, we'd have I was just asking for life for life advice. And it's just like, you're like, no, I got no 15 minutes or nothing. No, okay. I got, I got I'll ask you a good question to stall a little. Yeah, uh, I got 15 minutes of good. You you would love it. And I would love it to be out there because then, you know, hopefully I would get hired to do more speeches. I want to do inspirational speeches. Inspirational oh, my God. That's yeah, what that's my comedy is all about. Inspirational. That would yeah. be great. Yeah. That's one of my goals, 100%. But I won't do it now because whatever. But anyway. you could You could open up for me. Like, uh, and just do that speech and then all and do comedy. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Right. Excellent. Yeah. See, I, my yeah, relationship with Betsy Rutzel is going up, folks. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, Keith- <laughs> wait, what? I was going to say, what Keith didn't mention was, uh, please add a punchline every f- three to five seconds if possible. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. You're supposed to add, add a punchline every six seconds. It's really... That's a lot of pressure. Sidekicks, they they are they're either on it or then they fall. Yeah. No, I mean, I was, yeah. 
Sorry about the negative narrative. No, you're good, buddy. Okay, so this question is going to stall some time. So <laughs> what was it like uh, working for different directors on different saws? Like four was Darren Bozen, the other was David Hackle, then the other was Kevin. I don't Breiter. remember. Yeah. Breiter. Um, Well, Darren was insane. He's hilarious. He's just crazy. You know, like he, I mean, I hadn't acted in 10 years when I did Saw 4. I mean, yeah. three, three was like an hour work. But when I did four, I had a lot of pressure on me because I really was coming back after a long hiatus. And I was, you know, I, I won't say I was rusty, but it was rusty. And I was kind of freaking out nervous. And, you know, Darren would try to loosen me up and he'd jump, you know, get in my ear and scare me and just do all this crazy stuff. But he was, you know, he's a genius. He's amazing. They all are. They're all incredible. They're all great directors. I wouldn't say, like, I can't specifically say this one was better or worse or whatever. They're just, they're all different, just like different people. Different styles, you know? yeah. Just different. I don't even know so much about the styles, but yeah, I think it was it was Kevin's first directing job because he had been an editor. He had edited a lot of the Saw films, so they wanted to give him a shot, which was amazing. He did an incredible job. So, and that one was, I believe it was 3D that he directed. Yeah. So yeah, so it's you know he had to to learn a lot. I think it was he that directed that one. Yeah, pretty sure. So, and I know Darren directed a couple of them, and he didn't even want to do the second one. They had to give him a lot of money to do it. So, but money yeah, changes it's... people's minds. <laughs> money makes you say yes a lot. Yeah. Into uh, yeah. So I don't know if I should tell you this, but Victor and I are writing a script for you. And, and you're going to be the star and it's going to be really, really funny. And I'm going to pitch it to you. It's going to be called the, the, the job coach, right? Or the, the, the coach, the life coach, right? That's what it's going to be called. And it's going to be a life coach, Betsy Russell, right? And she's going to coach, right? Uh, uh, a struggling stand-up comedian. Uh, right now I'm in the running for it, but you know, we could always recast it. And, uh, you know, yeah, excellent. If you give me if you if you give me a role for my son, I'll do it. Oh, Victor, he can, can we play a role for our son? <laughs> he's a gorgeous thirty-year-old hunk of a guy. So, oh, and he's uh, got great comic timing. He's done a lot actually so far. He's got a couple things coming out, but anyway, start writing. Yeah. I'm a gorgeous thirty-eight-year-old. So yeah, maybe we could be casted as brothers. Yeah, so, um... <laughs> the three brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah why not? I'm just kidding. Uh, Betsy, if you could go into a time machine, yeah, and uh, talk to a younger version of yourself, and you know, tell her everything that you know now, like what would you tell a younger version of yourself? It's funny because when I was young, I always wished I had a crystal ball. Yeah. I knew that. I knew that decisions that I made when I started thinking that when I was probably 12, 13, 14, um, the decisions that I made in my life would be so important. Um, I would tell myself that life is like earth school yeah. and we're going to go up, we're going to go down. We're going to have a lot of twists and turns, but it's the way that, we pull ourselves up by our bootstraps that defines us. So when we get knocked down, we got to come back up. But I think I always knew that. I think I, I was always a survivor. I don't think I would tell myself anything except enjoy the ride. You know, I love the decisions that I've made. Um, and I think, honestly, I've had a great life so far. So I would just say sit back and enjoy the ride. And I have. I'm so glad you said that and you didn't say, Betsy, don't do Keith Reza's podcast. <laughs> no, definitely wouldn't have said that. Oh, excellent. Uh, where can the what folks at you? home? What about that question for you? Oh, me? I would, uh, uh, I mean, mine's kind of sad. But oh. um, so I, I, I toured with Norm MacDonald for nine years. And uh, during the last... Uh, two years we were constantly always fighting and stuff and uh i think i would go back in time and just say uh hey make sure you tell him that you love him every day because you're gonna lose him soon 
So yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's intense. That's a good one to tell everybody out there. You know, my whole thing is like, don't leave someone, don't say goodbye on the phone with any animosity. If you have any resentment or negative feelings, let it go. Because if you lose them tomorrow, you're going to be sorry. Like my, my niece isn't talking to her mother right now, my sister. And it kills me because I say to her and I have said to her, like, what if she dies? She's 67. What if she dies? And she doesn't answer me. Uh-huh. She doesn't send text back. But it's just heartbreaking. The people that are so mad and then they lose somebody. And I've seen it so many times. And for the rest of their lives, they feel so guilty and can't get over it. Yeah. So nothing's worse, worse than being in a fight or being upset with somebody. And you don't even really know why most of the time. Most people no. don't. They're just yeah. angry. Something bugged them. And they hold a grudge. For what? You know, you you hold a ball of fire to throw at somebody and you're the one that gets burned. So, yeah, sorry you feel that way. But I'm sure he's looking down and I'm sure. I'm sure he knows. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he didn't, we didn't, when he passed, he didn't, we didn't end on bad terms. I was just saying we always fought the last two years. And I know because he was going through the cancer and stuff, but like also the pandemic and you know, I just wish that maybe we could have been more patient with each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I also believe everything. I agree, and I hear what you're saying, but I also think everything happens for a reason. And you did the best you could at the time, knowing what you knew. Yeah. You know, and he, you weren't the only one being argumentative. He was doing it too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So it was, maybe it was just the way you guys communicated. Huh. You know? What What about you, Victor? What would you tell yourself? What if I had a time machine or what? Yeah, and you could talk to a younger version of Victor. I don't know. Just say, just hey, just drop out of drop out of school and just do stand up. Just drop out of school. Just you already won the talent show two years in a row. You're a middle school legend. Just drop out. Just 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 do stand up. You know, instead of you know doing stand up when I was like you know thirteen years old, and then doing it again when I'm twenty seven years old. It's just like. Should have just continued. That's what so I would have told myself. College years were kind of wasted. Oh, I'm super wasted with school. I yeah. mean, by 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 condescending teachers that think that because they know the lesson plan a day before me, that they're superior to me. It's just like I did learn a lot from a lot of great teachers. I, I'm not taking that for granted. There you go. I, I so I'm not I'm not I'm not spiteful with teachers, but it's just like um, when I was substitute teaching, I would you know give my students like a lot of options with with you know scholarship opportunities and like hey you don't have to join the military this is what you got to do just get 3.0 i know to graduate you need a 2.0 just get a 3.0 you get all these you know free money yeah so it's just you know that's how i'd try to inspire kids surprise you know like i I told the told some my friends out there like hey dude you better make sure the government doesn't try to kill you because i'd go to a lot to a lot of black and brown schools and um, talk about getting free money by getting high high scores and you know good grades and so i was just like yeah you you might get wiped out of the government (laughs) the government might take you out you know what i always think about when people look back and said i wish say i wish i would have done this differently or i wish i would have done that i mean i could have easily said i wish i'd gone to college and learned acting at ucla or something of course i was doing movies already by the time you know i was 19 but i say if one tiny thing in our lives was different even a tiniest little thing ever it could have changed everything so if you had not gone to college and you had gone right to stand up what if you had gotten into an accident and been killed what if any of us had walked out of our door one day and you know something so i always say when people say i wish i would have done this differently i wish i would have done that i say well how do you know it would have been better i mean i'm not no 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 no. you are absolutely correct there's times where i've left my house driving and there's a car accident and i was literally i'm like kicking myself in the butt about 10 minutes and i'm just like holy crap yeah this took oh my god that could have been me right there on the side of the road with the chp yes 
I rear-ended somebody, somebody, you know, sideswiped me or whatever. That could have been me. That looks Absolutely. like 10 minutes worth of like, like, you know, so it's just like, maybe it was great that I ran late that day. And you what know? if and I so, like somebody else and I didn't get divorced, then I wouldn't have these exact same kids. You know what I mean? It's like, right. Oh my God. With the, well, negative, yeah, that's, with the negative right. thoughts, like I should have married somebody else. I'd still be together with him or I should have done this or that. Well, maybe I wouldn't have had kids. Maybe he wouldn't have been able to maybe, I mean, there's so many maybes that yeah. we have almost always we trade it in for as opposed to those lives that we don't know if they would have been better. We just think people have so many regrets. And then I say, great, well, consider this too. What if yeah. you weren't here right now? You know, that type of thing. Well, it's kind of like, uh, and we have one more question and we want to respect your time, but it's kind of like uh, Victor, if you, you said, Hey, stay in school or drop out of school or do stand up. If you did that, maybe our paths wouldn't have crossed, and then maybe we wouldn't have met uh, Betsy. Our, you know our, what I mean? Our path, well, no, well, you got Betsy without me, so you. Well, I am adorable. What can I say? Yeah, so 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 not undermine you or anything. No, Betsy, you've been a delight. Like awesome. Like I've I've yeah. co-hosted this with Keith so many times, and it's just like. Yeah, you're very vibrant and very like it's like I don't know you, but I feel like I've known you for years. So you give off that really cool vibe. And I'm like, yeah, I could trust you. Like one time I was like, looking for marriage counselors with my wife and like, oh, my God. OK, so like we're talking to the counselor and it's like, oh, my God. And like and like, oh, my God. And like, oh, my God. And like, oh, my God. And I'm just like. And we get off the phone. My wife's like, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, we're, like, totally not paying, like, oh, my God, like, $150 per hour for, like, oh, my God. Like, this chick mm -hmm. could be like, oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. And I'm just like. <laughs> and, like, I've I've also heard the dude version of that with, like, yeah, dude, bro, bruh, bro, yeah. bruh, bro, yeah. bruh, bruh. So I'm not Gotta trying. I'm really there. not trying to be sexist or anything. I've, like, yeah. I've heard it on both spectrums. And I'm just like, you are not. I do not trust you with my secrets. I do not trust yeah, you. Know, a lot of me. times. On this therapy is just about impressing the therapist. So who, yeah. which side are you on? And I don't do it that way. I coach one person individually and the other person individually. And then when we're all thinking in the same mindset, I put it all together, which I think works a lot better than just coming together and everybody venting. And sometimes you leave there more upset. Wow. I want to yeah. put down a couple cool. therapy. Because it's definitely better than nothing, probably. But like, you don't necessarily want to air all the dirty laundry and say things you can't take back. I do a whole other situation. Yeah. But I, well, you can find me, by the way, at BetsyRussellCoaching.com. And you can sign up for half hour. It's only 50 bucks. Oh. It's only 100 bucks. I put my price way down because I want to be able to coach anybody and everybody. And most people can come up with 50 bucks or, you know, if they really couldn't, then I would make an exception. So I think sometimes one conversation can change a life. I've done it many times. I like to say, um, yeah, I think I'm very helpful. So that was actually my last question. Where can the folks go to follow and support you and find out about your services? That's that's it. That's uh -huh. coaching.com. There's another website that has more about my acting and a little bit about my coaching. They can get autograph pictures there. They can, you know, they can um, write in for an autograph photo. It's like 50 bucks or something just for my time. But uh, yeah, that's I and then the letter M, BetsyRussell.com. But the other one, Betsy Russell Coaching is all about my coaching. Well, Betsy, thank you so much for uh, chatting with us. It really meant a lot to me. I mean, it's not every day you could uh, talk to your future wife, and I appreciate that. Like, <laughs> <Thank I don't... laughs> That's sweet. Thanks. Uh, well, have the a... dog photos in the back. Cute. Cute, cute. <laughs> thank Thanks, you. guys. Yeah. I hope you have a great rest of your summer. You too. Hey, you too. Thank you so much. Okay. Great chat. Take care. Yeah, bye, Betsy Russell. Bye. Thank All right, so guys, much. that was the interview with Betsy Russell. Subscribe, rate, review, and we'll see you next week. How do you stop the recording, Victor? Doesn't. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. 
If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there. www.stereo.com slash Keith Reza. And on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash Keith Reza. If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it, and we'll rift with you again soon.